Hare Krishna, my dear devotees, welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books, right here in Hive, Kent, Southeast England, just near the English Channel, where we set up a little haven, safe haven, for all those who want to hear straight from Srila Prabhupada, uh, cover to cover, his books. Um, we do this every day, and we've been doing it every day for almost four years now. We've got the Bhagavad Gita twice, cover to cover, uh, on the YouTube channel. Everything that we do here on Facebook is uh, uploaded to the YouTube channel every day. We have the whole Srimad Bhagavatam, uh, cover to cover. And now we're on the last chapter of the Madhya So we're going to go through the Srimad Bhagavatam again, cover to cover. We have the Krishna book, cover to cover. We have the Chaitanya Charitamrita, cover to cover. And we have the Brihat Bhagavatamrita, cover to cover. So there's no dearth of things to hear about Krishna, to purify our hearts, pacify our hearts in this very troubled times we're going through. Um, so we're dedicating uh, today's reading to the devotees there in, in Ukraine, Ukraine who are going through tremendous uh, difficulties. Um, we haven't heard that many details about what's going on there, but we offer our prayers and our uh, blessings and uh, to them and to all the people of Ukraine, actually. Okay, Srimad Bhagavata Mahima Stotram by Srila Sanatana Goswami glorifies the Srimad Bhagavatam in the most wonderful way. It goes like this. Sarva Shastra Yusha Sarva Vedaika Satpala Sarva Siddhanta Ratnaja Sarva Lokaika Drikprada O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures, singular fruit of all the Vedas, rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths, you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. Sarva Bhagavata Prana, Srimad Bhagavata Prabho, Kalidvanduditaditya, Sri Krishna Paribhartita. O life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees, O Master, Srimad Bhagavatam, you are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali. You are the exact image of Sri Krishna. Paramananda Pataya Prema Barshak Shadhayate Sarvadasavasevyaya Sri Krishnaya Namostume. I bow down to you who are supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Sri Krishna Himself. Madeka Bando Matsangin. Madguru man mahadana, manisdadagamad bhagya, mad anandana mostute. My only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy, I bow down to you. Asadu, saduta dayin, atini chuchatakada. Hanamun Jagadachin Mam Premna Rit Kantayokspuda. O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudivaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Okay, we've reached the 19th chapter of the first canto and this time it is the last chapter of the first canto of Srimad Bhagavatam. I said a couple of days it was the 18th, was the last chapter, but it is 19th. The appearance of Shukadev 
Goswami. So this chapter ends the prelude, actually, to the teachings. The history leading up to the appearance of Shukadeva Goswami and therefore the appearance of the Srimad Bhagavatam in human society in this Kali Yuga. We're beginning with text 5. Maharaj Parikshit sat down firmly on the banks of the Ganges to concentrate his mind in Krishna consciousness, rejecting all other practices of self-realization. Because transcendental loving service to Krishna is the greatest achievement, superseding all other methods. Purport For a devotee like Maharaj Parikshit, none of the material planets, even the topmost one, Brahmaloka, is as desirable as Goloka Vrindavan, the abode of Lord Sri Krishna, the primeval Lord and original personality of Godhead. This earth is one of the innumerable material planets within the universe, and there are innumerable universes also within the compass of the Mahat Tattva. The devotees are told by the Lord and his representatives, the spiritual masters or acharyas, that not, that, that not one of the planets within all the innumerable universes is suitable for the residential purposes of a devotee. The devotee always desires to go back home, back to Godhead, just to become one of the associates of the Lord in the capacity of servitor, friend, parent, or conjugal lover of the Lord, either in one of the innumerable Vaikuntha planets or in Goloka Vrindavan, the planet of Lord Sri Krishna. All these planets are eternally situated in the spiritual sky, the Paravyoma, on the, on the other side of the causal ocean, which lies between the Mahatattva. Maharaj Parikshit was already aware of all this information due to his accumulated piety and birth in a high family of devotees, Vaishnavas, and thus he was not at all interested in the material planets. Modern scientists are very eager to reach the moon by material arrangements, but they cannot conceive of the highest planet of this universe. But a devotee like Maharaj Parikshit does not care a fig for the moon or for that matter any of the material planets. So when he was assured of his death on a fixed date, he became more determined in the transcendental loving service of, of Lord Krishna by complete fasting on the bank of the transcendental river Yamuna, which flows down by the capital of Hastinapur in the Delhi state. Both the Ganges and the Yamuna are Amartya, transcendental rivers, and the Yamuna is still more sanctified for the following reasons. Text 6 The river Ganges, by which the king sat to fast, carries the most auspicious water, which is mixed with the dust of the lotus feet of the Lord and tulsi trees. Therefore, that water sanctifies the three worlds inside and outside, and even sanctifies Lord Shiva and other demigods. Consequently, everyone who is destined to die must take shelter of this river. Purport Maharaj Parikshit, just after receiving the news of his death within seven days, at once retired from family life and shifted himself to the sacred bank of the Yamuna River. Generally it is said that the king took shelter on the bank of the Ganges, but according to Srila Jiva Goswami, the king took shelter on the bank of the Yamuna. Srila Jiva Goswami's statement appears to be more accurate because of the geographical situation. Maharaj Parikshit resided in his capital, Hastinapur, situated near present Delhi, and the river Yamuna flows down past the city.
Naturally, the king would take shelter of the river Yamuna because she was flowing past his palace door. And as far as sanctity is concerned, the river Yamuna is more directly connected with Lord Krishna than the Ganges. The Lord sanctified the river Yamuna from the beginning of his transcendental pastimes in the world. While his father, Vasudev, was crossing the Yamuna with the baby Lord Krishna for a safe place in Gokula on the, on the other bank of the river from Mathura, the Lord fell down into the river, and by the dust of his lotus feet, the river at once became sanctified. It is especially mentioned herein that Maharaj Pariksit took shelter of that particular river which is beautifully flowing, carrying the dust of the lotus feet of Lord Krishna, mixed with tulasi leaves. Lord Krishna's lotus feet are, also, are always besmeared with the tulasi leaves, and thus as soon as his lotus feet contact the water of the Ganges and the Yamuna, the rivers become at once sanctified. The Lord, however, contacted the river Yamuna more than the Ganges. According to the Varaha Purana, as quoted by Srila Jiva Goswami, there is no difference between the water of the Ganges and the Yamuna. But when the water of the Ganges is sanctified 100 times, it is called the Yamuna. Similarly, it is said in the scriptures that 1,000 names of Vishnu are equal to one name of Rama, and three names of Lord Rama are equal to one name of Krishna. Text 7 Thus the king, the worthy descendant of the Pandavas, decided once and for all and sat on the Ganges bank to fast until death and give himself up to the lotus feet of Lord Krishna who alone is able to award liberation. So, freeing himself from all kinds of associations and attachments, he accepted the vows of a sage. PURPORT The water of the Ganges sanctifies all the three worlds, including the gods and the demigods, because it emanates from the lotus feet of the personality of Godhead, Vishnu. Lord Krishna is the fountainhead of the principle of Vishnu Tattva and therefore the shelter of his lotus feet can deliver one from all sins including an offense committed by a king unto a brahmana. Maharaj Pariksit therefore decided to meditate upon the lotus feet of Lord Sri Krishna who is Mukunda or the giver of liberations of all description. The banks of the Ganges or the Yamuna give one a chance to remember the Lord continuously. Maharaj Pariksit freed himself from all sorts of material association and meditated upon the lotus feet of Lord Krishna. And that is the way of liberation. To be free from all material association means to cease completely from committing any further sins. To meditate upon the lotus feet of the Lord means to become free from the effects of all previous sins. The conditions of the material world are so made that one has to commit sins willingly or unwillingly. And the best example is Maharaj Pariksit himself, who was a recognized sinless pious king. But he also became a victim of the offense he had committed against a brahmana, even though he was ever unwilling to commit such a, such a mistake. He was cursed also, but because he was a great devotee of the Lord, even such reverses of life became favorable. The principle is that one should not willingly commit any sin in his life and should constantly Remember the lotus feet of the Lord without deviation. Only if a devotee is in such a mood 
will the Lord help him make regular progress toward the path of liberation and thus attain the lotus feet of the Lord. Even if there are accidental sins committed by the devotee, the Lord saves the surrendered soul from all sins, as confirmed in all scriptures. Supad mulam bhajatak priyasya chaktanya bhavasya hari padeshaha vikarmayach chodpititam kitanchid dunoti sarvam vidisani vishtaha Bhagavatam 11.5.42 The devotee of the Lord never commits sins willingly. But as above mentioned, the material world is a place where one has to commit sins, even unwillingly. The finest way to save oneself from the reactions to such accidental sins is to constantly remember the lotus feet of the Lord. But one who deliberately commits sin, sins on the strength of the Lord's assurance that he, will be, that he will save his devotee from sinful reactions, commits the greatest of sins. And there is no deliverance for such a person, even by constantly remembering the lotus feet of the Lord. Such a willful offender has no chance of being freed from the clutches of fruitive action. Text 8 hmm. At that time, all the great-minded thinkers, accompanied by their disciples and sages who could verily sanctify a place of pilgrimage just by their presence, arrived there on the plea of making a pilgrim's journey. Purport When Maharaj Pariksit sat down on the bank of the Ganges, the news spread in all directions of the universe, and the great-minded sages who could follow the importance of the occasion all arrived there on the plea of pilgrimage. Actually, they came to meet Maharaj Pariksit and not to take a bath while on pilgrimage, because all of them were competent enough to sanctify the places of pilgrimage. Common men go to pilgrimage sites to get themselves purified of sins. Thus the places of pilgrimage become overburdened with the sins of others. But when such sages visit overburdened places of pilgrimage, they sanctify the places by their presence. Therefore, the sages who came to meet Maharaj Pariksit were not very much interested in getting themselves purified like common men. But on the plea of taking a bath in that place, they came to meet Maharaj Pariksit because they could foresee that Srimad Bhagavatam would be spoken by Shukadev Goswami. All of them wanted to take advantage of the great occasion. Text 9 and 10 From different parts of the universe there arrived great sages like Atri, Chaivana, Sharadvan, Arishtanemi, Brigu, Visishta, Parashara, Vishwamrita, Angira, Parashuram, Utatya, Indrapramada, Idmavaha, Medatiti, Devala, Arishtasena, Bharadvaj, Gautama, Pipalada, Maitreya, Aurava, Kavasha, Kumbayoni, Dvaipayana, and the great personality Narada. Purport Chaivana the great a great sage and one of the sons of Brigumuni. He was he was born prematurely when his pregnant mother was kidnapped. Chaivana was one of the six sons of his father. Brigu. When Brahmaji was performing a great sacrifice on behalf of Varuna, Maharshi Brigu was born from the sacrificial fire. He was a great sage and his very dear wife was Puloma. He could travel in space like Durvasa, Narada and others 
and he used to visit all the planets of the universe. Before the battle of Kurukshetra, he tried to stop the battle. Sometimes he instructed Bharadvaj Muni about astronomical evolution, and he is the author of the Brigo Sangita, the great astrological calculation. He explained how air, fire, water, and earth are generated from ether. He explained how the air in the stomach works and regulates the intestines. As a great philosopher, he logically established the eternity of a living entity, Mahabharata. He was also a great anthropologist, and the theory of evolution was long ago explained by him. He was a scientific propounder of the four divisions and orders of human society, known as the Varnashram Institution. He converted the Chatriya king, Vitahabya, into a Brahmana. Vasishta, see Srimad Bhagavatam 1, 9, 6, and 7. Parashara. <clears throat> he is the grandson of Vishishtamuni and father of Vyasadeva. He is the son of Maharshi Shakti and his mother's name was Adrishati. He was in the womb of his mother when she was only 12 years old. And from within the womb of his mother, he learned the Vedas. And from and his father was killed by a demon called Mashapada. And to avenge this, he wanted to annihilate the whole world. He was restrained, however, by his grandfather, Vasishta. He then performed the Rakshasa killing Yagya, but Maharshi Pulascha restrained him. He begot Vyasadeva, being attracted by Satyavati, who was to become the wife of Maharaj Shantanu. By the blessings of Parashara, Satyavati became fragrant for miles. He was present also during the time of Bhishma's death. He was the spiritual master of Maharaj Janaka and a great devotee of Lord Shiva. He is the author of many Vedic scriptures and sociological directions. Gadi Sutta or Vishwamrita A great sage of austerity and mystic power. He is famous as Gadi Sutta because his father was Gadi, a powerful king of the province of Kanyakubja, a part of Uttar Pradesh. Although he was a Kshatriya by birth, he became a Brahmana in the very same body by the power of his spiritual achievements. He picked a quarrel with Vasishta Muni when he was a Kshatriya king and performed a great sacrifice in cooperation with Matanga Muni and thus was able to vanquish the sons of Vasishta. He became a great yogi and yet he failed to check his senses and, and thus was obliged to become the father of Shakuntala, the beauty queen of world history. Once, when he was a Chatriya king, he visited the hermitage of Vasishtamuni and was given a royal reception. Vishwamrita wanted from Vasishta a cow named Nandini and the Muni, the Muni refused to deliver it. Vishwamrita stole the cow, and thus there was a quarrel between the sage and the king. Vishwamrita was defeated by the spiritual strength of Vasishta, and thus the king decided to become a Brahmana. Before becoming a Brahmana, he underwent severe austerity on the bank of the Koshika, he was also one, who, one of those who tried to stop the Kurukshetra war. Angira. He was one of the six mental sons of Brahma and the father of Brihaspati, the great learned priest of the demigods in the heavenly planets. He was born of the semen of Brahmaji, 
given to a cinder of fire. Utatya and Samvarta are his sons. <clears throat> it is said that he is still performing austerity and chanting the holy name of the Lord at a place known as Alokananda on the bank of the Ganges. Parashuram, see Srimad Bhagavatam 1, 9, 6, and 7. Utatya, one of the three sons of Maharshi Angira. He was the spiritual master of Maharaj Mandata. He married Bhadra, the, the daughter of Soma, Moon. Varuna kidnapped his wife Bhadra, and to retaliate the offense of the god of water, he drank all the water of the world. Now that's some serious drinking. Medatiti, an old sage of yore, an assembly member of the heavenly king Indradev. His son was Kanva Muni, who brought up Shakuntala in the forest. He was promoted to the heavenly planet by strictly following the principles of retired life, Vanaprastha. Devala, a great authority like Narada Muni and Vyasadeva. His good name is on the list of authorities mentioned in the Bhagavad Gita when Arjuna acknowledged Lord Krishna as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. He met Maharaj Yudhishthir after the battle of Kurukshetra and he was the elder brother of Domya, the priest of the Pandava family. Like the Chatriyas, he also allowed his daughter to select her own husband in the Swayambara meeting. And at that ceremony, all the bachelor sons of the Rishis were invited. According to some, he is not a Sita Devala. Bharadwaj, Sri Srimad Bhagavatam, 1, 9, 7, and 6. Gotama, one of the seven sages of the universe. Sharadvan Gotama was one of his sons. Persons in the Gotama Gotra dynasty today are either his family descendants or in his disciplic succession. The Brahmanas who profess Gotama Gotra are generally family descendants, and the Chatriyas and Vaishyas who profess Gotama Gotra are all in the line of his disciplic succession. He was the husband of the famous Ahala, Ahalya, who turned into stone when Indradev, the king of heaven, molested her. Ahalya was delivered by Lord Ramachandra. Gotama was the grandfather of Kripacharya, one of the heroes of the battle of Kurukshetra. Maitreya a rishi of yore. He was the spiritual master of Vidura and a great religious authority. He advised Dhritarashtra to keep good relations with the Pandavas. Duryodhana disagreed and thus was cursed by him. He met Vyasadeva and had religious discourses with him. Dvaipayana Vyasadeva See Srimad Bhagavatam 1, 9, 6, and 7. Narada Muni. See Srimad Bhagavatam 1, 9, 6, and 7. Text 11. There were also many other saintly demigods, kings, and special royal, and special royal orders called Arunadayas a special rank of Rajarshis from different dynasties of sages. When they all assembled together to meet the emperor, Parikshit, he received them properly and bowed his head to the ground. Purport The system of bowing the head to the ground to show respect to superiors is an excellent etiquette which obliges the honored guest deep into the heart. Even the first great offender is excused 
simply by this process. And Maharaj Pariksit, although honored by all the rishis and kings, welcomed all the big men with that humble etiquette in order to be excused from any offenses. Generally, at the last stage of one's life, this humble method is adopted by every sensible man in order to be excused before departure. In this way, Maharaj Pariksit implored everyone's goodwill for going back home, back to Godhead. And that brings us to 7.50 and we'll stop the reading for tonight and call upon the assembled sages, both here and in cyberspace, to um, share their reflections, anything that stuck out in this reading or some discussion they would like to have. Please be our guest. Hare Krishna. First, something from Radharaman, finally. The sage, we call him the Prince of Hive. Maybe I should start calling him the Sage of Hive. Better. Or the Sage Prince. Sage Prince of Hive. Mm. Prince Sage. Yes. Oh, sorry, we didn't mean to embarrass you. Go ahead. The Prince of Sages. It might become clearer after the question. <laughs> Maharaj, I was, I was just wondering <laughs> because of the very strong statement that Prabhupada made about how one who's committing um, well basically the seventh offense that's what he's saying was mm. condemned to fruitive mm. action um, and can such a person be rectified? Well Anyone can be rectified uh, in the sense that there's a wonderful verse in the uh, uh, give me the Prabhupada yeah the one in the bottom the one clear in the bottom yeah I may even have it marked this is such an important verse I may have it rightly marked I do. This is a wonderful verse from the Padma Purana that answers Radha Maharaj's questions. Namaparada yuktanam namanyeva harantyagam abhishranti prayuktani tanyevarta karanicha. The chanting of Hare Krishna is recommended for persons who commit offenses. Because if they continue chanting, they will gradually chant offenselessly. Even if in the beginning one chants the Hare Krishna mantra with offenses, one will become free from such offenses by chanting again and again. So this means that because the soul is eternal, and Nitya Siddha Krishna Prema Sabuhavunoy, Krishna Prema is there in the heart of every living being um, we just have to reawaken that the effect of the offenses has to be a re- has to be uh, nullified by reawakening the soul knowledge of the soul and, and realization of the soul so in that sense there's no one that cannot be rectified even if one chants the holy name but if you chant, if you make serious offenses, meaning willingly over a long period of time uh, against the holy name, then the only uh, means of rectification is the constant chanting of the holy name. So one is recommended to constantly chant Hare Krishna if they make that offense. 
but yes, they are rectifiable. Hare Krishna. It's waiting. Waiting? Yeah. Prince among sages passing the mic. What can you do? Cast off this shyness. I can't think of a question. Hmm. Doesn't have to be a question. It can be a reflection. We're looking for reflections such as you. Well, I guess it was nice to hear about all the different sages and these uh, personalities from all over the mm. universe. Of course, we know they're somehow able to fly between different planetary systems. <coughs> What is nice is how they were able to detect what was about to happen without being told. Yes. And then all at the same time, obviously they're busy, they have many things to do, but all at the same time they were able to put aside what they were doing hmm. and come to see Maharaj Prikshit, not because he's a great king or, or to take a bath or whatever, but to the Bhagavatam was about to be spoken so that devotional element was uh, what attracted them and they were able to detect that something very special was about to happen mm. and so they all came so that uh, kind of internal guidance system mm. that uh, such personalities have been gifted mm. due to their devotional service is uh, yeah, very interesting so yeah, I just wanted to make a comment that I appreciated that element of the of the tale. Very nice, and also it's described that um, before Shukadeva Goswami arrived, they were discussing what the best thing to do was, and they couldn't arrive at a conclusion. So even though they were great sages, they were in from different lines of philosophy and devotional activities but when Shukadeva Goswami came of course I don't want to spoil the, no. but but still I'll do it anyway but when Shukadeva Goswami appeared on the scene just by the physiognomy they were able to see that this person knew everything and they all paid obeisances they all put their heads on the ground except for Vyasadev Narada and uh, maybe one other Shiva was there I think maybe one other everyone else paid obeisances and put him on the seat so that's who Shukadeva Goswami was he was the supreme knower of the Bhagavatam you could say that Shukadeva that, that Vyasadeva was supreme knower of the Bhagavatam but then this principle, when the Bhagavatam is spoken by a, person, a liberated soul, I'm going to speak of a soul of the caliber of Shukadeva Goswami, even though he didn't, according to Jiva Goswami and according to Gopi Paranarana Prabhu, who I heard this from, he didn't change one word. He spoke verbatim what he heard from Vyasadev. But because of his consciousness, it was changed. It 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 became deeper and sweeter, more spiritually potent. Hare Krishna. From Rati Manjari. Hare Bo Rati. Jai Guru Maharaj. Happy to see you on another precious evening. Thank you very much for being here. Hare Krishna. From Roy Kanu Devi Dasi. Haribo Roy Kanu Devi Dasi. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, dear Guru Maharaj. Please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Jai, all glories to Prabhupada. Christopher Kinzior. Christopher Kinzior. This is a 
a new addition to our daily clan. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Jai, all glories to Srila Prabhupada. Nice to have you with us every night. We're waiting to hear your reflections. <laughs> from Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Haribo Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj, and all assembled sages. All glories to Srila Prabhupada and his glorious purports of Sriman Bhagavatam. Yes. Thank you, dear Maharaj, for sharing your wealth of your heart the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books. Yes, thank you very much. Everyone needs encouragement, even the likes of me. And from Sudevi Dasi. Hare Krishna Sudevi Dasi. She's my god sister in Florida. Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj. Please accept my humble obeisance. Thank you for reading again today. Die. Thank you for being there. Thank you for the ears. What good is the recitation without ears to hear? And from Bhaktin Maxine. Bhaktin Maxine. Hare Krishna, dearest Maharaj. I have just returned from Folkestone Atma Lounge Sunday feast. No. It really is so wonderfully blissful. The only thing missing is you. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. From Braj Balaba. Hari Bo Braj. Hari Krishna. Hare Krishna, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Thanks for being so consistent and engaging us in the most essential bhakti practice hearing. Hare Krishna. So be it. And from Bhakta Rupa. Hari Bo Bhakta Rupa. Jai Maharaj, an all-star lineup of sages. Yes. And from Rati Manjari. Haribo Rati. Dear Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. Thank you for enlivening, enlivening us all once again by pure transcendental knowledge. Tonight I noticed how Srila Prabhupada stated that there is not a single place within this universe which is suitable for the residence of a living entity <laughs> because we belong in the spiritual world and it is quite natural for us to be hankering to return to the spiritual nice, world. Nice, nice reflection. Thank you. Well said. Quite nothing to add, nothing to subtract. It was perfect. And from Goranga Gopal. Goranga Gopal Kinjai. Hare Krishna Maharaj, thank you for reading tonight. I wish I was in the room with you right now. Here is another great assembly of sages. Uh, well, you're welcome any time. And from Jemma Ratur. Jemma Ratur, this is another new regular. Haribo, my obeisances. Thank you for tonight's reading, Guru Maharaj. Very enjoyable. Enjoying you all having a discussion. Jai Prabhupada, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, thank you. And from Rasanandini Dasi. Rasanandini, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna Maharaj, Abhai Prabhu and assembled devotees, all glories to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books. Jai, all glories to His Divine Grace and His ecstatic reports and from Rati Manjari Haribo. she says that statement would explain my ongoing restlessness in my apartment no matter how much I try to improve it <laughs> exactly precisely I mean this is the way to view all reversals and setbacks in life. You know, everything is meant to help us come back to Krishna. Everything that happens to us in the material world is meant directly or indirectly to help us want to come back to Krishna. 
And if we can attain that stage of consciousness where we can see the mercy of the Lord, the blessings of the Lord in reversals, even though they, and some of them are very severe, especially right now in this Kali Yuga, the reversals are very severe. There's all kinds of you know, natural disasters. In Australia, there's a flash flooding going on, very severe. Uh, one of the members of our ERP, uh, who, who actually facilitates the, the meetings, uh, there was water right up, right almost coming into the house. So, and lots of people, she said that was one of the better, she's in, one, in better condition than many, many people. What to speak of Ukraine? And what the what the people are going through, and what the devotees are going through there. So, yes, it's all meant to teach us that we don't belong here in this material world. You cannot make a permanent settlement in the material world. You cannot become satisfied in the material world. It's not possible, because the soul is eternal. So if we start thinking about and speaking sounds that describe the eternal forms, then we can become peaceful. But as long as our minds are absorbed in the temporary forms of this material world, in scheming on how to uh, own it and control it and enjoy it, that has to be given up. I just heard Gopi Pranada Prabhu today, say today, if you want to go back to Braj, to Brajaloka, uh, you have to become free from material desire and material activities. This is the great gift that Srila uh, Prabhupada brought to, to the West, the actual science of devotional service. how to dovetail and give anything and everything that is there of beauty and meaning in the world back to Krishna by using it in pure devotional service for the pleasure of Krishna, for the pleasure of our spiritual masters. That's it. Secret of success in a nutshell. It's so simple but so sublime that we can miss it. And I really, from my experience, now 49 years, the people who are the most in need, they don't need to be impressed by our material abilities and our material uh, qualifications. They, they want purity. They want simplicity and purity and actual detachment from ambition and lust and anger and greed and envy and avarice and all these nasty uh, qualities that permeate the Kali Yuga. So uh, the thing that spreads Krishna consciousness is Krishna consciousness. So we need to become Krishna conscious so that we can spread Krishna consciousness. There's no material formula or material strategy that can do that. It requires that one be fully Krishna conscious. At least one has to have given one's life. There may be so many variables and so many setbacks and so many uh, things we have to go through. But if we have given our life to Krishna uh, with our words and our intelligence, then Krishna will protect us from that time on. Hare Krishna. And this is from Christopher Kenzio. From Christopher Kenzio. Hare Bol. Thank you for a wonderful reading. Attending these readings make me f makes me feel like I'm waking up from a long dream. All glories to Sri Hare Krishna. Thank you very much. It's a fact. 
that we are actually within the dream of Mahavishnu and it's temporary spiritual world's eternal but this where we're living now is temporary both us as individuals the the beautiful scenery which is now being destroyed by human beings it's all temporary civilizations come and go you know emperors come and go dynasties come and go empires come and go but Krishna stays Lord Chaitanya stays the holy name of the Lord stays the holy pastimes of the Lord and his pure devotees stay these are eternal truths that if we absorb our minds in and learn to serve by distributing them to others uh, then we can be peaceful the heart can be satisfied Hare Krishna Goranga Gopal Love the last purport where it says that simply by bowing down we can be excused from our offenses. Mm. So simple, but pride makes it hard sometimes to get on our knees. Mm. Oh yeah, one thing is get on your knees. There are lots of people getting on their knees, but putting your head on the ground, <laughs> that's more than getting on your knees. Jagamohan Das Haribo Jagamohan Hare Krishna Maharaj please accept my respectful obeisances my god brother and I recently began reading transcendental literature over FaceTime we just finished chapter 13 of the Bhagavad Gita as it is thank you for your inspiration all glories to the daily readings all glories to Srila Prabhupada thank you very much we have our own chad going on here every morning Every morning we get up at 3 and then we get ready with our body getting our bodies together and, and hear from Srila Prabhupada and then after a, a morning uh, after Mangalarti and prayers then we read a chapter of Bhagavad Gita and then we do the same uh, format we, we reflect on them and read some purports of verses that stuck out on our minds and then discuss and then, you know, in the afternoons, we, when I get a treatment, because I need this treatment from Rasika, then, then Abhai, Das Brahmachari, reads from the Chaitanya Charitamrita. And then in the evening, we have the Srimad Bhagavatam. What a nice program. Gita, Bhagavatam, Chaitanya Charitamrita. Every day. Suitable. Suitable. from Bhakta Rupa yes Bhakta Rupa on the topic of reversals being for our benefit it reminds me of when a few years ago I, I got the chance to do some book distribution with Adi Karta Prabhu in Cardiff oh. and no one was stopping for him for a few hours he said that it was Krishna reminding him he didn't want to stick around in this world much longer <laughs> Adi, Kar Adi Karta we call him And from Rati Manjari. Yes, Rati. She says, Dear Guru Maharaj, how do we best deal with the fear of the threat of war? I find myself getting increasingly distracted towards the possibility. I want to increase my preaching, to ignore it, and to prepare for it all at once. It is getting rather intense. Perhaps you can give some more specific advice? I can only give the advice that Srila Prabhupada gave us. When he was in Calcutta, this was during World War I, and maybe it was World War II. I think it was World War II. And everyone was leaving Calcutta because somebody, Japanese. Japanese, were bombing. And Prabhupada stayed and he looked out the window and he saw all these lights and flashes and he said this is just like the universal form of the Lord 
So, so of course, that's a very high consciousness to achieve, but uh, nonetheless, it's really the only way to adjust oneself, you know, when it comes to war. War is so horrible, it just turns upside down. Most of us have been fortunate enough not to live through a big war. You know, I was born just just after 1946, just after, you know, World War II was just, just ending. And uh, Father came back and conceived me, and therefore I'm a bo baby boomer, they call us, of that generation. But we didn't. I, there was the Vi Vietnam War was very intense. I got out of it because of my elbows, dislocated elbows. But... Uh, yeah, look how many men were ruined during that war. The whole culture was ruined, changed everything. So, I don't think it's possible to avoid war in the material world because it's the nature of the material world to fight, to be, especially in Kali. Kali means coral. I don't think there's any other way to prepare oneself other than becoming fully Krishna conscious. Can you think of something? We have to become fully Krishna. We have to train our mind to, to go to Krishna when intense events are happening. You know, and if we practice doing that, then we will, and, and practice before that happens, at keeping our mind absorbed in Krishna consciousness, you have to become accustomed to it. It has to become second nature to chant Hare Krishna. Then, whenever you leave your body, because we don't know when it's going to be, maybe in a war, or maybe we slip on a banana peel down the road and fall down the stairs or something. Anything can happen to cause a soul to leave. As soon as the breaths are up, a whole bunch of people, their time, their breath is up. They have to go through some, you know, some horrendous catastrophe together. Just remember that everything that happens is ordained by Krishna. He's Suridam Sarvabhutanam. He's everyone's well-wisher, everyone's friend, well-wishing friend. So those people who hate him, he doesn't hate them back. He just reciprocates with them by not ignoring them as they are ignoring him. So however you approach Krishna, he will reciprocate with you accordingly so if you take shelter actual shelter of Krishna during these kinds of upheavals like war and natural catastrophes pandemic then one can be re remain steady one's mind can become steady and if there's doubt then Krishna says, slash it with the weapon of knowledge and stand up and fight. Don't just roll over and suffer. Stand up and fight. We're at war against Maya. That's what it means uh, to take initiation. Declare war on Maya. Hare Krishna. From, this is from Gemma. Hare Krishna, Gemma. Ironic how we were right up to the punishment and reward of Kali, right as Russia invaded Ukraine. Yeah, it's amazing. Hare Krishna. Yeah, it's very time. I've had so many experiences like that. When I was traveling and preaching, there was a time in my life where 10 years went by and I didn't stay in one place for more than three days. It was a pretty intense time. And, uh, yeah. 
I've had so many experiences where you'll open up the book and the verse that you're speaking on is exactly what the persons in the room need to hear in that particular circumstance. This is from Dial Nitai. Jai Dial Nitai, Hare Krishna. Good evening, dear Srila Guru Maharaj and other devotees. Hare Krishna, please accept my obeisance. Jai, glories to Prabhupada. I was wondering if the history of the king stealing the Brahmana's cow and then becoming a Brahmana himself can be cited as an early scriptural example of someone not born in a Brahmana family becoming a Brahmana. Absolutely. Absolutely correct. It's a classic example that's used. And Rati Manjari says, Thank you. I will go on trying to improve myself. Hare Krishna. And as of now, the last comment from Jama. Hare Krishna Jama. I'm noticing these perfect time experiences myself. Amazing. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Thank you, everyone, for your wonderful reflections and discussions. As usual, they're becoming so nice and profound and yeah, satisfying. Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Samabeda Bhaktivinda ki jai. Gaur Prem Anandi Hari Hari Bo. See you tomorrow night. Same time, same place, same topic as the Srimad Bhagavatam becomes closer and closer to being delivered to the world. And we are there. Hare Krishna. See you tomorrow night.